Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with Amanda Kingsley and me, Tara Misseldine. Today, we are going to talk about something um, that, interestingly enough, Amanda and I were talking offline a little bit about, and we may not actually agree on all pieces of this, which is super fun. <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about the dun, idea. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know, drum roll. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about comparison, and that in our in our world today is such a loaded word, which was very obvious when we were just chatting about it for like a minute right before this podcast. Um, everybody brings their own weight and definition and, you know, attachments to this word. Um, so this conversation is bound to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us here. And before we get into it, we're going to talk about our gratitudes. So Amanda, what do you have to be grateful for today? Uh, I'm going to go with the rain. It's mm. I wouldn't want to live in a place with lots of rain and I don't, but I, I really appreciate a good rainy day. Mm. Like I got my socks on and my shoes <laughs> on. I got some hot water and you just need one of those days every once in a while to be like, I'm going to snuggle up in the rain. Yeah. Rain does that to me too. Well, it sort of gives me permission to not be as ambitious for some reason. And I don't like, know what the weather actually has to do with my like ambitious brain, but it does give me permission to disconnect a little bit or like shift. It, it, yeah. I'm allowed to do different stuff on a rainy day. Absolutely. And like science would tell you the negative ions on a rainy day are like completely changing who you are, which is pretty cool. Really? It's pretty cool. It's super cool. Same with the ocean. Like when you're near the ocean and the mist of the ocean, it really does change the way you function in that day. So. Yeah, I'm liking the rain right now. It's very, okay, whoa, so this reminds me of something that I just wanted to bring up because primarily I want to remind myself to look it back up again because I think I need to buy it for myself for my birthday or something. Um, I saw an ad, a sponsored ad come up on my Facebook a week or so ago, and it was for this weather ball. Did you see it? No. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> but you know how, um, you know, like back in the 70s and 80s, they, everybody had these barometer, yeah. like, I'm gesturing to Amanda here on the screen, but um, like these barometer vessels with the little spout that came up in the blue water yeah, inside. Totally. So it's similar, but not the same. It's like this absolutely gorgeous blown glass ball that is sealed with water and some additive or some yeah some <laughs> element in it and it reacts to you can like predict like seven or something types of weather patterns because of the way that the stuff in the water crystallizes and makes weird shapes and patterns and it just looks really cool so I'm gonna have to look at that up again and I'll put it in the show notes if I can find it again because it looked so awesome cool might be a very cool holiday gift so anyway my gratitude um which took a shift when you shared yours um what I wanted to say <laughs> hey, you haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, no, my gratitude is for awesome and underused words. I have like a fetish for discovering new, really cool English words that are horribly underused. Um, like gamble, which with an o B O L actually means to like frolic, like shall we gamble? Um, but 
when you were talking about the rain, yeah, my sister named my niece after a very cool underused scientific English word, petrichor, which actually means the oh. smell of the earth after the rain. And Negative the jury's still out about how I feel about it <laughs> the name, but I love the word. It's a very cool word. So it goes on my list of awesome and words that I'm grateful that That's exist awesome. and that I discover. Okay. So getting into, oh, comparison. And I think I'm going to take a big deep breath. Hold on. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to hold on to all my attention. <laughs> I you just did that so much better than I did. <laughs> okay. So how do we want to open this conversation? I mean, um, I am always tempted to, like, when we, when we talk about one of these loaded subjects um, or loaded subjects that are, like, summed up in a word, I like to start with the neutral place of like the definition of said word. Do you mind if I do that? Yeah, please do. Okay. So Google helps me define compare. I mean, comparison is literally the act of comparing. So let's dive back to what comparing means. Um, and it says to estimate, measure, or note the similarity or dissimilarity between, point out the resemblances to, or draw an analogy between one thing and another for the purpose of explanation or clarification. And finally, the last one, which I think is really interesting, have a specified relationship with another thing or person in terms of nature or quality. So these are very, it's sort of neutral territory. Would you like to help us dive into where this concept starts to become well, anything but neutral because i'm curious can you think or am i putting you on the spot like can you think of times in your life that mm -hmm. comparison's really helpful really useful like where is it useful in your life and where yeah, is absolutely um it it's very useful in all of my decision making like Every decision. An example, like whether it's like okay, so or yep, when I go and I view seven houses when we were considering buying a house mm -hmm. and I'm comparing all of them. Oh yeah. Which one do I think works for me? Which one would suit my family better? What do I like about this one? What do I not like about that one? What do both of these have? But then this one has an amazing tipping point that for some reason makes me love it so much more. Um, so things like that when I'm um, gauging those kinds of things. Um, when I'm deciding between how to spend my time, mm -hmm. I will compare the value of what I get out of those two experiences. Right. Um, does this make me feel as wonderful as that thing if I can only have one of these things? Yeah, um, yeah so I mean, those are the kinds of examples that I'm talking about. Totally. I think when it becomes really toxic is when we are comparing, um, I mean, the, the most obvious example is when we're comparing ourselves to other people, which the, the similarities are often irrelevant. And that's when it becomes really toxic. Right. That's when the alarms go off. And like you, right. in our brief minute before we got on, you were saying like when you add the element of judgment or okay. assumption, assumptions, another place I like to use, um, that's when it can get really messy. Like, I love that quote that, um, like, don't compare your middle to someone else's end, right? Mm -hmm. Don't compare. You, you can't put those assumptions in there. Like, well, that was really easy for them to yeah. do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there, there's a level of judgment in there and there's a level of assumption and that's where it starts to get really tricky. Totally. So here's, here's where I think that the neutral and, and totally beneficial way of using comparison, this is when it, like I can sum it up to, let's see, three words and an ellipsis <laughs> that make comparison a bad thing. And I think it is when you say, this is not like that, and that means dot, dot, dot. Right, right. So anytime that you're finishing that comparison with, like, what that, what that actually means to you, because it, it's the, and this means, that is completely not constant. You know, right. That's the variable, and that's where we can get toxic. So, like, she is not like me. And that means I am not good enough. Right. Or she, you know, like my results don't look like those results. And that means I'm a failure. Yep. You know, would you agree? I would totally agree. Yep. So if you can, if you can literally stop that sentence at, oh, my results are not like those results. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing toxic there unless you finish it with, and that means something. Right. Right. I feel like that really feeds into the model that you work with a lot. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Can you speak a little bit to that? Because I think that that's a super powerful way of approaching something like this. Well, it's assuming that there's a neutrality in whatever, I don't even know if that's a word, uh, in whatever situation is, right? Like the situation or the circumstance, like um, it's assuming that it doesn't mean anything unless we put meaning to it. Right. And so that's just like literal comparison. This is mm-hmm. red. This is orange. Not red mm-hmm. is better than orange. Right. Um, I think the place where I like to sort of nudge in and get curious about is can comparison that does include feelings and judgments and assumptions ever serve us serve us, right? So let's say I am comparing to Tara. <laughs> oh no <laughs> let's say i'm comparing myself to tara and it makes me feel a sense of i am less than in any way could that ever serve me and i guess i believe that it can i believe that that can serve me to take the action that i need to take so sometimes comparison creates a discord that fuels you right like Sometimes anger is your best fuel. And if you're never making comparisons and assumptions, and if you're always neutral, and if you're never making judgments, are you missing out on a level of like emotion that allows you to take charge and like move forward and make a difference? Like Something came up for me this morning that, you know, when something like literally makes your blood boil, it's it's almost that feeling like when you almost hit an animal in the car or it's that like blood rush. Well, it happened to me this morning and, um, and that's a really useful feeling. It made me realize what was important to me and what was not. So sometimes I think if you do see someone who's getting results that you're not getting and it pisses you off, it can fuel you to figure out your own way. Now, if you can't figure out your own way and you just spend all your time comparing, that's when you get stuck. 
-hmm. but you can allow some level of comparison to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and I would like to add that, um, when you, when you are noticing that judgment being attached to a comparison that you're making, like, Oh, I look at Amanda and I, I feel less than, um, most likely it's not actually what you're comparing that you're shedding light on Mm. because you could, you could interchange Amanda with a lot of different things that could trigger that same story or that same feeling. So I, I think stepping into that curiosity is a super powerful way of like, Oh wow. When you feel that feeling in reference to a comparison that you're making, it has probably very little to do with the actual comparison you're making, but it happened to like open up a peephole of light into one of your shadow stories. And, and you should be curious about what that story is because changing that story will suddenly make a lot of those variables completely irrelevant with that original comparison. Does that make sense? Yeah. So So I love the idea of being curious about when that comes up and letting it, yes, it can totally fuel you, fuel you, but it also sheds light on something, a, a deeper layer of what's going on. Yeah, of what's meaningful and important to you or where mm-hmm. you're stuck or where you're, what your next step is. I have an Instagram page um, that is a blend of like my business and personal development and my family. So all the pictures are my family. And then I ask all these questions. And so the question that keeps coming to me in this conversation is, is this comparison in service to me? Mm. And so like, is getting angry about this or feeling jealous or is this in service to me? And if it is in service to you, then feel jealous for five minutes. Just go with it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you can ask that question and go like, no, not in service. Then you let go of the jealousy or talk through it or figure it out or, um, come back to neutrality like that come back to that place of like wait a second what's happening here I can't actually compare these two things or whatever but if you ask yourself is this comparison in service to me you can decide how to move forward so what are um and here I'm returning the favor I hope I'm not putting you on the spot but what are some um what are some instances where you would answer no to that because I mean I I think I have my archetypes and probably yours too, allow us to find the silver lining or the valuable piece um, of a challenge more easily than some people. So what are some instances where you could ask yourself that and really the reality answer is like, no, this isn't in service to me. This is not in service to me. Because I can feel like almost any time that something like that comes up for me, I could feel like it's in service to me because either it's shedding light on something for me or it's pushing me some towards some kind of action or... Well, when would it not be a super hot topic and, and try to apply it with some sense of intelligence? <laughs> That's a shoe in. Uh, okay. So let's take um, body image, right? I could look at another woman who has a figure that I desire mm-hmm. and I could use her figure to fuel my change in action, right? Like I could compare myself to her, keep a desire to be like her because I'm comparing she's better than me, whatever Mm -hmm. that means to me. Maybe it means gaining weight because I'm anorexic. Maybe it means losing weight, like whatever it means. 
I can use that comparison to fuel my change in action, like to change the way I eat or exercise or whatever. Now, if I'm using body image and I'm comparing my, um, my nose or my skin or my hair color or my, like, the comparison is not in service to me. If I'm going, oh, her beautiful blue eyes, I wish I had beautiful blue eyes. Like, spending the rest of my life trying to turn my beautiful brown eyes into beautiful blue eyes is in no way in service to me. It will never get me closer to blue eyes. It will just leave me in a pit of misery. So when, you, when it comes to body image, sometimes it can actually be useful and sometimes not. Um, yeah, so that, that's a great example. Is that a good? Yeah, okay. It's a perfect example. And I think it goes, it goes also to the point of, you know, if that comparison leads you to action that could make a difference, toward that comparison and your judgment around it, great, that's in service to you. Any kind of action that can, that can impact that is in service. What is not in service is if it turns into like a bashing session, like oh, that yeah. person is better than me in this way that I've decided and there's nothing that can be done about that it. I can do that, that is and not in service. I think it's a good example of where you have to keep asking the question. So let's say I decided this particular body figure was what I wanted to strive for. Um, and I was using that sort of as, in, as comparative inspiration. <laughs> I might be able to say for three months, like, is this in service to me to try to look like that? And the answer might be yes. And then one day I might wake up and go, huh, the answer just shifted to no. I'm going to rip up that picture and figure out what the next one is. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good example of where you have to keep asking you have mm -hmm. to, because you're taking little steps every day and you're growing and changing. And just because it was comparing was in service to you at one point, it might not be anymore. Like you might figure out like, wait a second, I just, in striving to get that body type, I just placed a whole new emotional toll on myself that was not worth it. This is not mm -hmm. in service anymore. Or I might go like, wow, that really is changing the way I stop at the gas station and buy a bag of chips. Wow. It, it, it could go. So you have to keep asking. You have to keep asking. That's awesome. And that actually um, feeds right into that fourth um, definition that I shared in the beginning, having a specified relationship with another thing or person in terms of nature or quality. And those things are not necessarily fixed. Yeah. Um, so the relationship between you mm -hmm. and this thing is not changing. permanent. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be fluid. And I love the idea of having to constantly reassess the, the choices that we're making for ourselves based on nature and quality and our relationship Absolutely. to those things. So yeah. that, that's awesome. Way to tie that back. Ooh, and there's our timer. Wow, that was pretty good. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just drop the mics right here? <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that. Oh, okay, well, that was an awesome conversation. And I feel like we, we both totally met in the middle, as we often do, regardless. So 
I think that was really great. I, I love some of the points that you made. Thanks for sharing those. All right. So there, there wraps up our conversation around comparison on this year podcast. However, we would really, really welcome all of your thoughts and ideas around everything that we said and, you know, how has comparison shown up in your life? And are there examples that you could come up with where it has been in service to you and, or maybe hasn't? Um, I feel like sharing these stories are super, super powerful. Rather than sharing all of the stories that we have to compare, let's share all of our stories around comparison and how it does and doesn't serve us. So um, please visit us on the Facebook page, the Creating Wealth and Wellness uh, page, and let us know what you think. Um, share those stories with us, please. So Amanda, let's let's wrap up our episode with our asks. Was that your ask? <laughs> well, you, mm, maybe not. Maybe it could be. <laughs> I'm going to leave that as my ask, which in conjunction to, yeah, like um, be in conversation with us regarding this podcast. And also please do share with a friend. Like sometimes when we, we forget that if we share, we might change someone else's life. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why we're all here. It's, yeah. it's community building. This is why we are doing this. If, and I think if this was helpful to you or not helpful to you, you might share with a friend and say, oh my gosh, you got to listen to these two crazy ladies, <laughs> the stuff they're talking about. And she, like she a healthy comparison on a scale of one to 10, how much crazier are we? Than the other women we spend time with. Oh God. But did you um, okay. ask, you had another one, I think. Uh, actually, no, I would like to make this the ask. I think that this is this is probably the time that I've been the most curious about how this conversation impacts the people that share this time with us on this podcast. So um, I'd like to just second the power of your ask. And, and yes, please engage with us, everybody. We really do want to know. Um, there's never been a better time to either seek support or share, share how this shows up for you. So yeah, let's just second awesome. that. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Amanda. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work-from-home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.